Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So this senior pastor gave you a perspective for living that has helped you face giants, is that right? Yeah, I was just new in the ministry, and and I came uh, under him, you know, an associate Mm -hmm. pastor under the senior pastor. And one day we were facing a problem in the church, and he says, Elizabeth, I'm going to teach you a perspective that's going to help you for the rest of your life. And it did, and it was this, that which you give energy to, you empower. Mm. He says, so you got to choose wisely what you're going to give energy to, whether it's in your thoughts or in your words or in the time you are going to spend on it. Because if you spend energy, whether it's mind energy or time energy or skill mm-hmm. energy, you're empowering that that side of things. That is so true. Early in my experience with a, a particular ministry, I remember my team kept looking at a man who was really our enemy, and he kept mm-hmm. uh, he really did some ugly thing towards us. They kept trying to anticipate what he was going to do next, and I was drawn into it until mm-hmm. I realized what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were empowering him. Mm-hmm. I said, this stops now. Yeah. We stop worrying about him. We've got a calling. We're going to do our ministry, and we're going to let him take care of himself. You know, this this is so helpful because in your own mind, sometimes you even choose, you know, what mm-hmm. kind of a day you're going to have because yeah. things happen, but you choose to which side of, of life you're going to empower. You know, if you if you can have a bad five minutes or a bad day out of the same thing, mm-hmm. you you choose that yeah. many times. You reinforce one way or the other. Well, that's what David did. David realized that all of the host of Israel were looking at Goliath. They were looking at the problem, and the longer they looked at Goliath, the bigger he got. He wasn't just nine feet. He was 12 feet tall. He was 25 <laughs> yeah. feet tall. This yeah. guy was huge. There was no one who could beat him. This was an impossible situation because they kept looking at the problem. But David yeah, yeah. looked at the God who empowered him. Yeah. And he kept talking about God. Yes, and and we're going to go over some of the obstacles that he had to not empower in order Mm -hmm. to be able to go and fight, you know, because actually there were all these voices talking to him about the fact that this was an impossible task. And we have actually several in the story. We have chosen four to share with you. But, you know, we left it on verse 26 on 1 Samuel 17, where he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, <laughs> that mm-hmm. he should taunt the armies of the living God? And, of course, the people around him, wow, paid attention to this. And then we get the negative voices, and the first one comes from his own family. Yeah, his brother. Uh, now, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? (laughs) Yeah, go go do your job. I know your insolence and the wickedness of your heart, for you have come down in order to see the battle. You know, and David's response, why have I done now, shows that this is not the first time they're at odds with each other. You know, what did I do now? I mean, Mike says this all the time to me. (laughs) What what have I done now? What have I done this time? But you know what? This shows us that sibling rivalry was not invented in your household. You know, if you're raising boys who are fighting with each other, hello, David did this before. Or even before him, it's been around for quite a while. You know, and it's very hard when those of that know us best it discourages or encourages least. It's, it's mm-hmm. very hard to go on because we know we usually give a lot of power to the voice of the family. Well, you know, sometimes you find yourself in a negative situation with your family. You leave for a while, you come back, and they almost want to put you back in the same old role. You may have changed and grown, (laughs) they want to put you back in that role because it's what they're used to. And their voices are saying, we know who you are. You don't change. You don't don't fool us. So here, there's this voice of the family that he actually has to 
uh, not empower in order to be able to do this. The second very powerful voice that mm-hmm. he kind of has to dismiss is the king's voice, Saul's own voice, because, um, you know, Saul will tell him, you can't do this on verse 33. Yeah, David is brought before Saul and he's saying, don't be afraid of this guy. I'll go out and fight him. Uh, verse 33, then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. How do you like this vote of confidence? Yeah. So <laughs> are you like, kidding me? You're going to get creamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your king, the person that is in authority, that is supposed to be saying, oh, wow, I applaud you for trying. Mm-hmm. He says, you're not able. You are just not able. You're a kid, you know. <laughs> and And so this is a voice that carries a lot of power to start with. See, for me, it's very interesting how when you are going to do something in the name of the Lord, there are all these voices. Yeah, they tell you you can't do this. Absolutely. And you can find this over and over again in the Bible. Yeah, over this can come this can come from your family who say, oh, pardon me, I I'll watch you grow up. You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna do something for God. Yes. Or it can come from the authority figures, those yeah. who would give you the permission to do this, saying, I'm sorry, but you can't do this. It's never been done before. Yes. You and know, you, there's th- no way to do this. A third thing that he has to fight is to trust in his own ability and, and David will never take the things that he has been victorious on as something that he did himself, even mm-hmm. though he could have. You know, he answers Saul saying um, uh, he says here, you know, when I, verse 34, your servant was tending his father's sheep and a lion or a bear would come and, and take the lamb from the flock. I went after him and attacked him and rescued it. So he knows he has his own skills at, at mm-hmm. fighting, but he cannot rely on them. You know, I found something really interesting that there were a lot of people in the time of David that really had great skills with the sling. Oh, yeah. In fact, throughout ancient world, they were a part of the armies. Uh, people who had slings were very skilled at this. It was a part of the, the plan of attack. Mm-hmm. The people who had slings and sticks and stones were even a part of this, not just the people with spears and swords. Yeah, and I found a verse that you might want to check it out. is in the book of Judges, chapter 20, verse 16. They said the tribe of Benjamin mm-hmm. had this SWAT team, <laughs> yeah, the SWAT team uh, yeah. of slingers, and they would... Uh, 700 men were left-handed, and they could sling a stone, and it says that they could throw it to a hare and not miss it. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Uh-huh. They, they think that there's about 100 miles an hour that a one-pound stone could mm-hmm. go, and they would not miss a hare. I mean, yeah. what kind of skill is this? Oh, that's great skill. That's yeah, incredible and, skill. And David could have said, well, of course, I, you know, I know how to throw with a sling. I can yeah. go. And so he has to fight to empower his own ability and trusting in it and saying, no, 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 I'm not going to trust in my own ability. A lot of ministers struggle with this. You know, yeah. when they have to go preach a sermon, they go, they can't I'm, think I'm going because I'm a great speaker. Mm-mm. I'm coming in the power of the Lord, you yeah. know? Well, you know, you've done this hundreds of times before. Yeah. I've been successful in the past. I know how to craft a sermon. <laughs> oh. I know how to... to what a terrible yeah. thing. No. We can't trust in our own power and our own strength. And so, David recognizes this, and so he's got to fight against his own voice. That's right. And then the fourth voice that he has not in power is Goliath, the giant's own voice, because eventually he comes and look at the things that Goliath says to David in verse 43 and 44. Says, the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. <laughs> How is that? You know, I mean, he already fought the family's voice, the king's voice, his own, you know, tendency to perhaps trust in his own abilities because he's been successful with lion 
and the bear and all mm-hmm. this. And now the giant himself is talking, and he's saying, "Come here, I'm going to give your flesh right. to the birds." You know, an interesting thing about this, you you see Goliath as the warrior. He's taking the high ground, which is always the wise thing to do in a battle. He's got mm-hmm. the high ground. David mm-hmm. is down with the brook. Yeah. He's picking up the stones. Right. Yeah, he's it. a kid without armor. Mm-hmm. He's inexperienced in battle. Goliath has the experience, the skill, the armor, the the weaponry, and he's taking the high ground. He has every strategic advantage, <laughs> everything he could want. He knows he's going to kill this kid. And mm. so he's really shouting the taunts at him. So David puts down all these voices and comes with what I call uh, but faith, yeah. because it says, verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, yeah, you're right about all of this. You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but, oh, yeah. I love this word, <laughs> but, and so he has quiet all the other voices, and this is the part that he will empower. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. And he's talking about God. And look what he says. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands. It's not me. It's not my family. It's not Saul. Mm -mm. The Lord will deliver you up into my hands and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. I mean, (laughs) I, I love the fact that David has been able to quiet all these other voices and empower God's side of reality. And he says, I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines the stage of the birds of the sky. No, I'm not. They're not going to eat me. They're going to take care of your (laughs) buddies over here. Your head's coming off and they're going to eat your friends. Yeah. And it says at the end of verse 47, the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And I love the fact that David has this passion in verse 48. David run quickly towards the battle line, not the other way like everybody else was running. He runs towards the giant. Yeah, When he recognizes that God is with him, he runs towards him. He is assured of victory because he knows that God is on his side. Mm. He is so confident of this. He says, Mm. God is going to give you into my hands. I'm going to take your head off. He picked up five stones, not because he thought he was going to miss Goliath. Goliath had four brothers, as we can see later in Scripture. (laughs) He was planning ahead. Once I killed him, these four brothers are going to be really ticked. I'm going to go after them then next. Yeah, if you if you he want was to, ready. Yeah, if you want to read this, Second Samuel chapter twenty one, yeah. uh, verse twenty two says that there were four other giants that were mm-hmm. brothers of Goliath, and uh, it's very interesting that David would pick up these five stones uh, because he's not coming in, in his own power or no. ability. He has come because the Lord has promised, and and David grew up hearing these promises that God would give victory to Israel when they trusted in Him, and he came to believe that. Yeah, and that's. That's the side he empower. And maybe you're listening to us and, and you're facing a situation where you need to empower one or the other side of reality. You know, the one that you see, the mm-hmm. giants, all, all the family voices or whatever it may be that are bringing you down. Or you can choose God's side. Whichever one you listen to, whichever one you give your energies to, is the one that's going to have the power. Mm-hmm. But if you focus your attention upon God, His power will flow through you. He's chosen you to do a work for Him. Don't listen to the voices of negativity. Don't listen even to your own voice. You trust the voice of God. If He has chosen you, He will empower you, and He will give you the victory. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.